politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow serfs and chattel, to the one and only CR podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back here today trying to transform ourselves from chattel to actual human beings with rights. And and I will tell you, this is the point of no return. This is that inflection point, that Rubicon we've all been waiting to have been crossed, the point, the inflection moment, the catharsis that we are all finally going to act. I mean, I thought our government can never do worse. I mean, it's nothing to work with the cartels to invade the own co- their own country. It's nothing to groom an entire generation of kids to cut their balls off. It's nothing to engage in a degree of bioterrorism that's not just going to kill this generation, but now we know babies being born from the COVID magic juice, the martial law, the lockdowns, you name it, people sitting for two years pre-trial for not just doing nothing wrong on January 6th, but a government fed surrection, um, and then at the same time unleashing violent criminals all over the streets. That was not a bridge too far. But they went after and indicted Mr. Trump. Oh my gosh. This is it. This is everything. There is no turning back. All right. I mean, obviously, by now, you guys sense the tinge of sarcasm in my voice. But I am half serious in the sense that if this is what it's going to take to get people to do the right thing, then I'm all for it. But I'm not hearing the right thing. It's just Trump, 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 more Trump, Trump, donate to Trump, Trump campaign, Trump, Trump. It's never about what you're even going to do in an action item, even about your own idol. Even about your own idol, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about the political persecution? Daniel, this is not just about Trump. It's about everyone else. I get it. Exactly. So why don't you demand from Trump an amazing action item and then all the other Republican governors and senators and congressmen to do seven things, seven things I have identified uh, to deal with this? Seven things. I'm the only one doing this. Even when it comes to their own man, it's all just about giving the guy endless publicity. God forbid should we talk about anything else. So I'm not allowed to talk about anything else. I was going to have on today someone from Europe talking about the European documents showing the genocide in nursing babies from the COVID shots. At some point, I was going to have on a sheriff from the border talking about Young military-aged men invading the border. That's what this is. It's not even families anymore. There's endless things. I have a whole piece on how to actually reform health care. Chip Roy has a bill out. But but we're not allowed to talk about any substance. I, okay, I understand that. We can't get anywhere if they're politically targeting, targeting people. Well, yeah, I kind of have been saying that. So what are you going to do about it? I'm not going to deal with this passive-aggressive nonsense. We're going to call this once and for all. If it's all about Trump, then fine. We're going to take this week where nothing else matters. It's all him. So fine. Let's actually make it worth something. Let's call the bluff. I'm sick of it all being about Trump, but then it's only about what we could do for the man, but not what the man could do for us and, frankly, himself. So we're going to get to that on the other side. Um, First, speaking of all talk and no action, typical like conservatives were like, 
I love the guns. Guns. The Democrats going to take away the guns. But then, like, and I don't mean to be mean, but I've seen this so many places. How many people actually know how to use a handgun, properly draw it from the holster, clear a malfunction in the middle of a gunfight, and win a defensive situation? Very few people. We always talk about things, but don't act on it. Well, if you're for action, Patriot Academy is joining and partnering, I'm partnering with Patriot Academy, Rick Green, America's constitution coach, for his constitutional defensive handgun course. Um, There's about 18 spots left, from what I've heard, for the April 23rd course, inaugural event at their Fredericksburg, Texas campus. They just built the campus, um, so we don't have to use other vendors now. Uh, there's still enough time to make a plane ticket, make arrangements, and certainly if you live within the area in Texas, Oklahoma, travel on in, join me and the rest of our audience there for the best skills-building marksmanship safety awareness course, and we'll have a good time and actually learn how to use firearms. PatriotAcademy.com slash Daniel. It's PatriotAcademy.com slash Daniel. If you have any questions, uh, email at defense at PatriotAcademy.com. So, folks, I just want to first make an announcement that um, I will not be supporting Ron DeSantis for president. And there's a very simple reason. He's a fraud. Think about it. What type of loser allows Trump to extradite himself? DeSantis should have to go to Mar-a-Lago, break through Secret Service, and tie Trump to a chair so that he doesn't go to New York. After all, this is not just about Trump. This is about all of us. This is about laying a marker down that it is not okay to violate every facet of the Constitution, due process, legal norms, and politically target political opponents for nothing other than just having a different opinion and being a threat to you politically. This is like a banana republic. Why doesn't DeSantis do that? I mean, isn't he obligated? I mean, I mean, who does he think he is? He's just going to allow Trump to surrender himself. That's his fault. He should have put out a statement and said, I am not going to allow Trump to self-extradite. I'm, I'm voting for Trump. Now, You might be laughing by now, but this is literally what his people are doing. So DeSantis must violate all legal norms, all challenge the system like nobody has done before, and say, I'm going to violate the reciprocity that we've always had in our nation of recognizing extraditions. Because basically another state or city, if they issue a bench warrant and they indict someone, so they can't come into your state. They have no jurisdiction. The feds could, but another state can't. The governor has to sign an order telling the state troopers to go and deliver the guy. And yet, DeSantis unbelievably announced, I will not cooperate. I will not assist. Now, some of these animals are saying, that's not good enough. He should say, I'm actively going to block it. That's what it means to actively block it. That would be if you're dealing with the Fed. So if you don't say you don't assist, they'll just come and do it anyway. Here, if you don't assist, they can't do it. NYPD can't come down and affect an arrest. And I agree with him. Not Because this is not just about Trump, that we need to establish the marker. We always say, this is unjust. This is unconstitutional. This is immoral. But then we don't fight back. But it's a big thing to ask of a governor. 
that could hurt him in a general election. You know, he doesn't know what Trump ultimately did or didn't do. He has to trust him, and he did it. He did it. But then there's this cognitive dissonance that for some reason I'm the only one in the country, I'm putting this out on Twitter, that's making the following point. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You're saying he must block extradition. Well, that means that you're suggesting that he will be extradited and he needs um, DeSantis to protect him. So then why the hell is he saying he's going on Tuesday to turn himself in in New York? You can't have it both ways that DeSantis has to do for Trump what Trump's not doing for himself. See, let's forget about Trump and DeSantis running for president. Let's just put that aside for a minute. I think we should all agree. Here's what we all agree. We all agree this is politically targeted. We all agree you can't get a fair shake in a blue jurisdiction or by the feds in D.C., We all agree. Okay, we all agree with this, the Banana Republic. Now, I would have liked for people like Tucker to get up there and say we've reached the point of no return after they poisoned us. I mean, I was going to talk about today that I spoke to someone who works in a funeral home. They're getting an inordinate amount of requests for infant funerals, infant coffins. You can't miss that. But that's not news. Nothing that comes out will make Republican and Republican media, you know, politicians and media to care. I get that. But now supposedly we're like, this is war. Okay. Well, if it's really true, we all know what needs to happen. The problem we face is that we have a third world country under the veneer of a first world system. So basically they hijack the mechanisms of the legal system, make it look all on the up and up, but it's literally like North Korea. So they breach the Constitution, but then we feel restrained by the Constitution, right? Because it is in the Constitution you have to extradite. But, but what if they just violate the Constitution and say, we're just going to grab someone? Well, you have an obligation to you know, push back against that breach, but it's a hard thing to do. You and I can't do that. We're always saying, like, people need to just say no. But the few people who say no, they get punished. They lose their medical license. Um, Business owners wound up in in prison. Trump is the first person to be in a position where he could actually say no. He has the platform, the physical protection, the political protection. He could get up there and give a speech, commend the entire world, not just country, and say, lay out exactly his case, and then pivot to, this is not just about me. Talk about the pro-life activists targeted. Talk about people being beaten in prison, the evidence we have, and this must stop, and we need to lay down the marker that this cannot go on. I will not be turning in. This will stop. The The DA has the biggest glass jaw. Even in New York, the, even the mayor has said stuff about you know him letting criminals go. He has the perfect glass jaw of, of the criminality in New York. This is not the feds. It's not even the state. Technically, it's a borough of a city, okay? Now, it's a prominent city. It's a borough. He has secret service, so they, you know, protection. And he has the governor, who they demanded come out and say it, and he said, you're good to go. So shouldn't they then demand that Trump fulfill the purpose of DeSantis' statement? Instead, they're like, how dare he not mention Trump's name in the statement? How dare you not call on Trump not to go? Now, you know the answer. He wants to go because he wants the 
the mugshot. He wants the fundraising. And this is what it's all about. But if he really cared about other people, not, and not just himself, and by the way, he would be the biggest hero and he would win the nomination overnight if he did this, said the time has come to say no to tyranny. You will never get a better opportunity. Opportunity is a very unique circumstance in history where he could say no. But as we talked about yesterday, Trump, he doesn't burn down the system. He might burn down the decorum of the system. But at the same time, he not only respects the system, he fears it. He's scared to do anything abnormal. He'll demand DeSantis do it. And even after he does it, because DeSantis is on the hook, you do have to understand Another state can't do anything if the governor says no, except there's one wrinkle. They will go to the federal courts, probably the Supreme Court, because they have original jurisdiction over interstate conflict. Um, You know, it's in Article 3, Section 2, and they will issue an order, you must deliver him. So he's putting himself on the hook with that. He already, you know, put himself on the hook. Why will Trump not simply say no? He, it will be the same thing. They'll go to federal court. But he has the same protection. In other words, he is no better off than DeSantis is, but this is his fight. You Now, you could say it's all of our fight. Okay, that's legitimate, but it's certainly more his fight. But notice that they will push DeSantis into oncoming traffic and demand nothing from their own man in the very framework that they built to ensnare DeSantis. How do you say he need, what's the purpose in saying he has to protect from extradition? You're like, well, what do you expect? Of course Trump has to turn himself in. Well, then what was the point of that? Okay, what was the point of that? So I want to talk about this a little bit more. But first, our sponsor today, YouthSwitchMD.com. I just got my um, Youth Switch right here on my desk and my ageless brain. Okay, so basically... What's causing aging, autoimmune, all sorts of problems? It's your telomeres that are the ends of your chromosomes. They start eroding over time, and that's what leads to aging. That's what leads to immunocompromising. This is exactly why the COVID gain of function, Google, Google COVID targeting telomeres, T-E-L-O-M-E-R-E-S, because that's what screw, that's the linchpin of, of a person's whole health. Um, you switch is an all natural doctor approved manufactured right here in the U S it has a potent blend of adaptogens that promote healthier telomeres, longer lifespans, boosts energy, um, and regenerates your organ system. If you go to youthswitchmd.com slash conservative, not only will you sign up for your monthly, uh, you know, you switch, but you get a free bottle of ageless brain, which is another bonus product that helps improve focus, memory, and mood plus four eBooks on how to boost every aspect of your health and longevity with secrets that Big Pharma will not give to you. I feel very strongly about this. Go to youthswitchmd.com slash conservative to claim your supply of YouthSwitch plus five bonus gifts today. So again, folks, this is all freaking vanity. Because this is not just a situation where Trump has to trade what's good for him and good for the primary, what's good for the country versus what's good for his political outcome. This is both. He would be the hero. DeSantis wouldn't even be able to run if he would do what I'm saying. And and done. It's all over with. It's all over with. But 
notice he won't do it. Notice he won't do it for a very simple reason. It is true that would be good for him politically. It would be good for the country. But he's scared. At the end of the day, he's scared to technically be a fugitive. And this, my friends, is why when he is president, he will never push back against the courts. He won't even push back against Lindsey freaking Graham and Chris Christie. You know what? I want, I want to play a clip here. We didn't get a chance to play this, but this is the embodiment of it. Sean Hannity asked, and I'm surprised he asked him, but to his credit, he asked Trump about Christopher Wray. You know, like, what's up? Like, you appointed him to the FBI. Was it a mistake? Take a listen to what he had to say here. You happy with Chris Wray? But just so you understand, I put Chris Wray in because I wanted to have somebody in there that everybody, including the other side, really wanted. It may not have been the right move. Let's see. Time will tell, okay? But I wanted to have somebody in the FBI because I'm an honorable guy. I'm an honest guy. I may have made a mistake, but I put somebody in that the other side, everybody agreed to. You know who recommended him to me? Chris Christie. Okay, he recommended him. And that's okay. I don't mind that. I've taken Chris Christie's recommendations before. Uh, and other people wanted Christopher Ray, And people from the other side wanted Christopher Ray. But, but now and Jim I Jordan is investigating. So, folks, two things unbelievably. Number one is notice what he said. In a moment of candor, now you have to really watch his body language. Trump is very honest. When you ask him something point blank, he'll just blurt out whatever is on his mind. And, and, and a lot of people like that, and I, and I understand. But, but, you know, there's no nuance to it. So he will tell you what's on his mind and heart. And you, I saw a genuine response. Chris Christie wanted it. The Democrats wanted it. That's how this man governs. He's the ultimate coward. He'll, he'll violate the decorum on the campaign trail. He'll bash people, bash people's looks, doing this and that. But when it comes to the system, he is terrified of the system. He doesn't want to buck it. All right, then you'd say at least, but it was a mistake. Then Hannity asked if it was a mistake, and he said to this day, I'm not sure. Time will tell. Time will freaking tell. Are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? To this day, you won't swear off the vaccines and you won't swear off Christopher Ray. Meaning, it's not just the vaccine and the issues that matter to other people, but even the things that are supposedly overseeing his own persecution. Again, he's the most persecuted person in the history of the world. Nobody else. None of the people that languished in jail for two, two years. Quaglin still is in, in, in prison. But, um, and he has celiac, and he's wasting away, he lost like 60 pounds. That doesn't matter. No, 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 no. In this man's own thing, this is like Elijah on Mount Carmel. Hey, your idol is awesome. Is, is he sleeping? Is he eating? Is he defecating? It's a great idol. You're right. This is our fight. This is about all of us. This is the inflection moment. Nothing else matters. It's all this. Why won't he do what they demanded DeSantis do and DeSantis committed to doing. Okay? But, okay, nonetheless, no, 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 Daniel, that, that, that's too much. It's scary. Then he can't travel to New York. He might get arrested. Okay, fine. But then shut the hell up about DeSantis. Okay? Then you can't demand that of him. Fine. But what should be done? 
what should be done. So I have a seven-point plan, what should be done. Okay, very, very simple. If this, notice, notice there's no action items. Even when they're talking about Trump, there's no action items. Like, I'm not seeing, so therefore do what? What is the action call to the governors, except for DeSantis? He, of course, has to do beyond everything, beyond Trump. But then no one else, no governor, no senator, no congressman. What, what, what do we do about this situation? And again, it's not just about Trump, right? We all agree. It's about they, they are systematically targeting people for their political beliefs. What are we going to do about it? So I'm watching all these people. See, I find it abhorrent that nothing will will you know get these guys juiced up over any issue except for Trump. And I find that disgusting. People dying and they don't care. Never the point of no return that they poisoned everyone and knew about it. No one cares. But Tucker's like, this is the point of no return. Okay, okay. You know, I'm all about outcomes. I am personally hurt for the, on behalf of all the people that have suffered from the Fourth Reich in every aspect of it, on January 6th and BLM and all this stuff, that this is the only thing you care about, but I'm all about outcomes. So if this is what's going to unite people to do the right thing, I'm all for it. But I'm not seeing action items. I'm seeing them dancing around the circle. Twump, 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 twump. So here are the action items. There's two halves of conservative media. There's the types that are really like Trump stormtroopers. So they're like, they're they're telling you the action item is donate to Trump. Not work to thwart this. Donate to Trump. Because again, they they want it. It's all, it's all a, it's all a, it's literally a uniparty fake. It's it's WWE. The left wants him to win the nomination, and that's why they're doing it. And they're they're not being too quiet about that. Okay, so they're like, donate to Trump. Trump is president. What? What? Wait, but if if when he has the ability to do stuff, he doesn't do it. What's the shut up? That nothing we spoke about yesterday matters. Everything he did on crime and COVID, legal immigration, Federal Reserve printing money, spending. You know the um, federal spending. If you look at the constant dollar increase per year in federal spending, in tw- adjusted for 2021 infl- inflation-adjusted dollars, Jimmy Carter averaged during his presidency an increase of 62 billion a year. Reagan 64 billion, George Bush the elder 97, Bill Clinton 34, because that was the GOP Congress. Um, George W. Bush 136 billion, Obama 86 billion. Trump, $366 billion average increase a year. That all went into the woke and weaponized agencies. Why do you think the, age, the federal government has gone berserk the last few years? It was from his growth of it. I'm sick of it. So, I want, so that's the action. Then there's the other half of my colleagues. They're, they don't yet want to take a side and say donate to Trump. They want to maintain this neutrality crap. So they just literally have no action item. So what is their action item? Well, it's not to donate to Trump. It's not to do any of my seven items I wrote about today. And the, and the eighth item, which is Trump himself saying I won't go, but it's just literally banging pots and pans. Trump, 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 I love Trump. 
Oh my God, we're all Trump. We're all Trump today. I've never seen it. Trump, Trump. What a bunch of freaking fags. But anyway, here is what they should say. And here is what Trump should say in his speech. Number one, all the governors and state legislatures should convene and fund a legal defense fund for persecuted individuals. If the attorney general of the state, red state, finds that an individual is being targeted for political reasons, and one of the ways of seeing that is if it's a certain statute that is is never used in comparable circumstances against other people, and you're unprecedentedly doing that, we will we will actually help fund the legal defense. Because unlike Trump, who is flush with cash and lawyers, people are are they don't have the ability to get lawyers, and and. That's the other thing, that we need to slash the American Bar Association monopoly. That's, that's action item two. State legislatures need to require their state judiciaries to recognize alternatives to the ABA. Basically, sometimes you, the ABA controls the legal system. And the ABA then is able to threaten lawyers, the whole Giuliani thing, Professor John Eastman, simply for giving an opinion or representing a client that they don't like. You could represent... Um, child molesters, and that's totally fine. That's what the legal profession is about. But you can't represent a, someone who is, you know, a business owner who, you know, fought the lockdown. And J6, I, I've helped both situations where they couldn't get lawyers. I've had this. Number three, refuse to expedite. DeSantis set the precedent, now demanded of all governors, but this is not, again, we're told this is not about Trump, that if we determine, because remember, Trump has all the protection. He ain't going to jail. But other people, see, here's the thing. Trump is not going to spend time pre-trial. He'll go in and march out. Other people are being held pre-trial. That the state will not cooperate with at least other state. Feds are a little bit tougher to do, but other state extradition, um, if we believe they're violating equality under the law. Four, refuse cooperation with rogue federal agencies. So, you know, what do you do about the feds? Now, I want to get to a point where we block federal tyranny, but it could start with all these DHS programs. Pull out of them. Stop the training, the joint sharing of information, helping with logistics or intel. If if your agency, until you stop targeting people politically, done. Number five, prosecute the left more zealously. Now, I don't think we should just take innocent leftists and just whatever – but I do think, like we saw with the Nashville, the Tennessee Capitol insurrection yesterday of trannies, I think we should make a point that say, like, in other words, typically, historically, we've allowed political protests a lot of latitude. That If you don't do real violent things, you might technically violate statutes. We're not going to bring you up on them. We might arrest you, and then you'll be back out, and nothing's going to happen to you. That's typically historically in America, that's what has happened. But there's no reason why at the very minimum we shouldn't just use the letter of the law, meaning start creating a deterrent in the red states of making them unhospitable to the left-wing activities, at least to some degree. Those are the five action items on the state level. What about the federal level? Now, obviously, I focus on the state because the Republicans don't have all three branches, but why, you know, they're all about show trials, show this, you know, show hearings. So have a legislation. will pass the House, won't pass other things. 
Politically Targeting Prosecution Act. And I got this idea from attorney Ty Clevenger, great, great guy, um, has been fighting the good fight um, in the legal system for, for such a long time. And basically, basically, there is a way theoretically to a certain court, an equal protection clause violation, to say that you're being targeted. But practically, not really. Not really. The, 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 the bar to that is so crazy, the threshold that you have to prove um, to succeed in a claim of selective prosecution defense under the Equal Protection Clause is just it, – it rarely happens. We need a law that would allow defendants the opportunity to present evidence of political targeting based on animus of the individual's religious, social, or political beliefs. So if they could show that, for example, 18 U.S.C. 231-83, that's the um, obstructing law enforcement during a public disturbance. That lit- We have the data on this. We saw it in Nashville yesterday, but with BLM, Antifa, the trannies, they never get hit on that. You, you, you can't – so if someone prima facie just spoke to an officer and didn't engage in violence, you can't hit them up on that. Um, that would be grounds for a motion to dismiss. Number two, a fair jury pool. Basically, we have the Sixth Amendment. You have a right to a jury of your peers. The problem is in the country we live in now. Um, what this demonstrates, and again, Trump, but even before Trump, everyone should see this from J6. And and honestly, really, no one wants to say this, but Derek Chauvin, whatever threshold you believe he did wrong, he did not get a fair trial. That's very clear. And it's unlikely if he did get a fair trial, it would have resulted in 20 years of prison, even in the worst look of the circumstances. I mean, that should be clear, but no one wants to touch that. You can't get a fair trial anymore. If I disagree with you politically, you deserve to die. That's the country we live in now. So you can't be in D.C. with a 95-5 Dem jurisdiction and get a fair trial. So any any political and any any um, one targeted who's in politics in D.C. needs to be able to file a motion to move the trial to their home jurisdiction their home jurisdiction. And if let's say that is their home, you know, they move there to, you know, work in, you know, conservative politics whatever, become a congressman, uh whatever, then you need to expand the jury pool out 50 miles to rope in Maryland, Virginia and the panhandle of West Virginia, and you could you know, they like to talk about equity. So let's call it an equitable jury pool that you have at least a third of the people of the same political um, you know, if he's a registered Republican, they have to be registered. But whatever threshold, we can work on that. And then also, and, and I really do believe in this. You know, this is not just Trump, but but this is what people should be calling for. Is I believe the feds should override the states in that if it is a political trial, if it is based, if it is a political person. Even a state, because this is state, it's not federal, so the previous provision wouldn't help you. They need to expand the jury pool outside of these big cities to rope in more of a jury of your peers. That that is a a fundamental constitutional, federal constitutional right, and the spirit of it has been completely denuded in the era we live in, and I think it needs to be done, Trump or not Trump. But again, if Trump is the one to push it, then push it! But is this about an impetus 
or impotence. Okay? Are we just a bunch of impotent fools like, you know, just dance around, crump, 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 and nothing? Or will we use this as a flashpoint? Again, I am disgusted by the fact that this is the only flashpoint. And nothing else they do to us matters to conservative media. Nothing matters. The point of no return. They, they locked us down. They killed millions. They, they beat people in prison for two years for doing nothing. And this is all that matters. But fine. I'm, I'm about, see, unlike their feigned outrage, I actually do believe we are in the gulag. So I'm, I am fine with using Trump as a lightning rod for action. But they don't demand it. So even if, you, if Trump is too much of a cuck to himself do the first item, but there's seven more things he should call for. And he, he could get up there and give a speech and give a lot of, the, we, we have the data and information on this. And it would resonate with the public. It wouldn't be about himself. But this is what lands us into the position we're in. That it's all about himself. He will never fight the system. And more importantly, the people who have his ear will not demand it of him. You know, what is self-evident is a lot of people that support DeSantis went to him and said, look, I know Trump's an asshole. I know... You know, he's done everything to you. I know you can't even trust, like, the facts of the case. But do it Do it for the public. Be that guy that's going to get up there and say, I won't extradite. And you know what? He listened to them. He did it. Because DeSantis evidently could be pressured by the right. Trump is pressured by the left. Never forget that. So today is such a seminal moment in history for obviously different reasons than my colleagues are saying that I feel I want you to get a second opinion, another perspective today. And what better person to bring on than my very own co-author of The Rise of the Fourth Reich, which certainly wasn't a point of no return, evidently. No one cares about The Rise of the Fourth Reich. And also out with what is rapidly becoming the bestseller equivalent of a movie, Nefarious Plot which is literally what we are living through, Satan screwing up our side and our leaders in a way that maximizes the outcome for Satan. So make sure, make sure you, you know, watch that, that movie because the bottom line is that plot in some ways is what's going on more than even the book Rise of the Fourth Reich, and it comes out on my birthday as well. April 14th, mark that date. Steve, thanks so much for joining us today. Anytime, my friend. Thank you for having me. So I want to just give a synopsis of the last half hour. I am feeling really bad. I'm in a really bad mood because what I'm (laughs) finding is going on in our, our movement is that we're in a perpetual state of choking on a piece of chicken where we can't swallow it, but we can't spit it up. We can't even use the idols to go and achieve a single outcome that we all say we believe in and we all say it's a problem. So, A, it's offensive, the fact that cutting off, you know, grooming an entire generation to cut off their you-know-whats is is not a point of no return. Okay, working with the cartels to invade the country is not a point of no return. Um, I just spoke with someone works in a funeral home, record number of 
coffins for infants. It's it's beyond 20 sigma, oh. you know, statistically poison. We now see it's in the breast milk. It's the next generation. I mean, it's endless. I haven't even been able to get to it this week. We have people that were held pre-trial and some being held pre-trial for two years, not having con- co- uh, committed a violent act, and they have celiac, and they're feeding them grains on purpose, and four uh, consecutive motions that have been filed have been turned down by the judge. Like, yeah, I see you lost 60 pounds. I feel bad for you, but screw you. That was not the impetus. But this, oh, my God, this is it. So, you know, that in itself is kind of offensive, but all right. Okay, fine. But then I was like, all right, I'll take it because I'm not about feelings and this guy versus that guy. I want our outcomes. We do believe there is a problem with political persecution. So let this be the impetus. I just laid out five action items at a state level, two at a federal level. Um, It's going to be in a column. And then there's the number eight, which you and I talked about on Twitter about, obviously, the man himself doing what they just asked DeSantis to do. That is my feeling. Do you have a more of an optimistic view of this? No, no. Um, I mean, I, I was talking with a woman on Twitter this week who was coming at me for being too hard on Trump. And in her biography, she says she was injured by the Moderna vaccine in 2021. <laughs> Moderna is a company that hadn't bought a single product, not just mRNA, a single product to market successfully prior to Operation Warp Speed. Donald Trump literally gave them billions of dollars to poison her, and yet she's criticizing me for criticizing him about what he did to her, and even said she doesn't even require an apology, although maybe him acknowledging it would be nice. And, you know, you made a reference to me. I'm going to make a a, a few theological references here. You made a reference to me uh, earlier this week about the Sons of Korah, and for people that don't know that story, it's in numbers. It's one of the most tragic stories in the scriptures. Uh, that essentially, despite all the evidence that had been demonstrated that Moses was God's man, that Moses was whom God has called, the, the, the sons of Korah decide they're going to challenge that authority. And so God says, the next system more Moses, have every member of every, uh, all the tribes of Israel come out the next morning. We're going to study once and for all. And, and, and God opens up the earth and swallows the entire clan in front of the Israelites so that they know, ultimately, God, Moses is whom God has anointed here. And there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a scene that takes place shortly after this event where a woman then comes up to Moses after this has occurred, after God has made it plain what his will is for this time in history. A woman, it says, comes up to Moses and says, what you did was wrong. You have killed God's people. And that, brother, your, your theological reference was even more on than you thought. So let me give you two more. Calvin once wrote in his, in, in, his, in his incredible magnum opus, Institutes of the Christian Religion. Uh, he wrote, I think it's in book four, he writes that God raises up wicked, or I'm sorry, God raises up unjust and incompetent rulers in order to punish the wickedness of the people. I think that just kind of absolutely speaks yep. for itself. So let me make a historical theological um, analogy now to finish the trifecta. We have turned our backs on the one true God. And so as a result of that, we can't do any better than what we're doing right now. And what are we doing right now? America is not a battle of Democrats and Republicans. America is a battle of, of, of dueling cults. 
both 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 Roman in nature, and their their evidence they were evidence in Rome that it was no longer a republic. The one cult for our side is very easy to is much easier to spot. It's always easier to spot the idolatry of the other than your own. And and this is this is historic history will show is by far the more dangerous cult for sure. And this is the cult of what our colleague Oron McIntyre describes as the total state. I would call this, to use a Roman analogy, the Nero cult. That that the state has full supreme power. Caesar is not just king. Caesar is Lord. Yep. Caesar is God. Okay? That that is what we call on my show the spirit of the age. And and we spend most of our time combating that. Here's the problem. Most of the ways we combat it are futile in their thinking and have no chance because we combat it with a dueling cult, also Roman in origin, the hero cult. That, and, and Trump even taps into this when he, when he says, I alone can solve. If this happens to me, the country is over, okay? This is Caesarian language. This is the idea of suspend the republic, hand the keys of the city to Julius. He alone can defeat um, the invaders. He alone can do it. And then, of course, Julius Caesar never gives the key to the city back. And this is what our mutual friend Jesse Kelly is talking about when he makes Franco references. That when, when, a, when, when we turn our backs on God, we give up on the notion that our rights come from God, that our Savior is God, our provider is God, and therefore we will turn to the hero cult. And that is what is happening here. To the point that now, now the guy who tried to stop me from being poisoned, I turn on him so that I can adore the one who funded the, the, that which poisoned me and not ask any remorse from him at all. And, and I don't frankly believe there's a way out of this. Um, I don't know how many people are tied into it. You know, that's what I think we're going to find out in this primary is we're going to get maybe the answer to that, because I think there's. There's a, this is, you know, essentially Ron DeSantis is the realization of everything people like me who went to work for Ted Cruz in 2016 were projecting and hoping on him. But he was a freshman senator, had really no political experience, hadn't governed. Ron DeSantis has essentially done everything that everybody fantasized that Ted Cruz president might do. He has done as governor of Florida on really the greatest uh, practice field you could ask for for Washington, which is the most contested and important and largest swing state in the union. And he made it redder than Texas in one term and often against the will of his own party. He had to drag them kicking and screaming. Like when they sent him the wimpy, um, the, the wimpy uh, district redistricting map and he called them into a special session and said, no, we're not doing that. And frankly, if he had not done that, people like our buddy Chip Roy wouldn't even be sitting in a majority right now. Who knows how much that majority is worth? They wouldn't even have that if Ron DeSantis had not done the redistricting map in Florida. That's a fact. And so now we have something that is a different foil to Trump than what we had in 2016, um, where, in, 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 you know, Cruz and Trump were the last two candidates standing and they were both projections. Neither of them had held any real significant elected office of executive uh, power. In this yeah. case, we have one with an actual resume. We know what he will do. He has actually done it. And I will tell you, an not insignificant amount of my people are emailing me daily. Uh, Carl Rove stood three rows behind Ron. De I just <laughs> respond back. What has Ron DeSantis done? What has he done? What no, has no, he but, done? But, but Why Steve, did that Steve, not matter? I want to pick it up from that point because it was taken to a new level. Exactly what you said. So – 
I understand that when it comes to Trump's personality versus the vaccines, I know which one will Trump. That's pretty obvious. We've learned that, that the vaccines suddenly don't matter, that that Trump is like a Pfizer shot in that you could get COVID multiple times after it and get side effects from the shot, but you still support the shot. So we're seeing the same thing with Trump supporters. But here in the very issue itself, they're demanding a threshold from him that he break all legal norms, which we always wanted to break and say, screw it. We're not right. defying it. And the guy says he puts himself on the hook for that. I'm doing it. And then Trump says, I'm going to New York. And no one's like, hey, this is your time to make us stand and say this is unjust. Break that ice. And when none of us could do it, he's got Secret Service. He's got the Florida governor. This is a freaking borough, technically. It's not even state. It's a borough DA. Okay, it's not the feds. Borough DA that has a glass jaw the size of Mars that even the mayor has made comments about the, the crime problems because of him. And you, you have an opportunity to fight for us. He could win the nomination overnight. But Steve, there's one thing that would require. Courage to burn the system down. Isn't that interesting that Trump burns down the decorum of the system, but he is terrified to defy the system. Well, the reality is until he came down from that S really until he glommed on to the immigration issue in the summer of 2015 of his primary campaign, he'd always been one with the system. These were all his friends. He cut deals with all these people. He was an Al Sharpton and Planned Parenthood donor. Now I, I don't need to go back and relitigate all that stuff. You know why? Because he has a record, too. And despite the fact his personality nauseates me to the extreme on most days, I don't care about that. And the reality was, prior to COVID-19, he had, he's a pretty good president. Disappointing in several areas, which you and I have chronicled, but we got Roe v. Wade overturned. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, granted, the bar was low of previous Republican champions, but he was at the top of it pretty much since Reagan left the national stage. So I don't I don't need to go back and relitigate Donald Trump's old associations because I'll hold him to the same standard I hold DeSantis. They have records. All right. They've, they've governed. That's all I care about is the policy outcome. I'm not here to govern people's motivations. That's God's purview. I don't care about whose people's friends are. Uh, human beings have, you know, I care about that when I'm betting and when they don't have a record and I'm trying to figure out and project what they might do. But now that they've actually done stuff, human beings are complicated creatures. We all have various forms of relationship. OK, I, I mean, but the, so to, to me, Jesus said, you know, a tree by its fruit and the, in politics, the fruit is your record. What is your record? What have you done? And so his record's not terrible. It's not what you and I would want. But compared to any other Republican presidential campaign that was going to get elected since Ronald Reagan, really since Reagan's first term, because the second term was not great, if we're being honest. So really, since Reagan's first term, that's what we got out of him pre-COVID is the best we have gotten out of Republicans in Washington in you and I's lifetimes. That's a sad fact, but a fact it is nevertheless. I have no problem giving him credit for that. I don't. What I do have a problem with is when our people want to use unbalanced scales, dishonest scales, um, they, want to, uh, they, want to, uh, they want to give him the benefit of the doubt while they're literally taking his poison and tweeting about why I'm, you know, I'm sad I'm poisoned or I'm definitely not taking that poison. Well, whose poison is it? Okay. And that is a level of that's idolatry. And, and, the, and, the rea and, and the reality is that and this is not a great sell, which is why a lot of people in our business won't say it. The people 
are the problem. In the Christian tradition, we are going to commemorate the ultimate example of that here in the next two weeks. Jesus, whom we think is the Messiah, comes into the city. The people wave, Hosanna to the highest. You know, the son of David has returned. Within a week, many of those same people either abandoned him or cheered crucify him unjustly. The, the people are the problem. We did not, we're not losing a republic because of the system. We're losing a republic because of Ben Franklin's admonishment on day one of the republic. A republic, if you can keep it. We can't. And that's why we're losing it. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but Steve, I, I have the same cynical view of the people as you do. But by that same token, because they're just a bunch of chattel that literally get hyped up about whatever you hype them up about, if you and I controlled the top lineup of Fox News and it was mm-hmm. our stuff, you don't think we can get people lit over our issues? Absolutely. I, I, we could turn the mob to our advantage. That's absolutely, that is absolutely the case. You bet that is, which is why we don't control it. I understand, why. but, but yes. I just don't want, I agree with you, but I don't want to absolve some of our colleagues of their duty. They're dancing around in circles like the prophets of Baal gashing themselves. You know, but you, you, but let's talk about duty for a second. One of the rare times I have been invited to, and I won't give you the names, but one of the rare times I was invited to do a, 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 a roundtable with lo- several other very big names in conservative talk radio, names that everyone on this uh, that's listening would know at least a few of these names. All right. One of the very few times I've been let out of my box to actually be put on an equal playing field with these people. And one of them and one of them said he thought his job was to give the people what they wanted. And I said, I complete, and they asked me what I thought. I said, as a Christian, I completely disagree with that. The people wanted Barabbas. No, we don't, I don't give, it depends on what the people want. What if they want, what if what they want is wrong? What if it's a lie? What if they, what if what they want is a sin? I'm not going to give the people what they want. Or what if they I'm want is, the people what I think is right. That's or what, what if I'm they, what, what they want is ambiguous and they don't freaking know what they want and you freaking have the details and do this professionally, give it over to them. You know, I agree. I mean, that, that is what but, is but so this disturbing. is where this is where you and I both know the difference between what the left has. And you say you always like to say the left has a movement. I'll tell your audience why that is. The, 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 the left orchestrated their political uh, modus operandi around leverage. They understood politics was a game of leverage. They bring leverage to bear. So to the, to the point now, it literally they don't spend any time on the left debating who's going to win Democratic primaries. They don't care. They're going to get virtually the exact, whether it's John, what's his, what, what, you know, I can't say my name, Fetterman, or I don't even know the name of the other Democratic candidates. They all would have just voted the same way. It doesn't make a difference because their base practiced the game of leverage. Yeah. Our base and its leaders have practiced the game of access. All right. And so this is why when you look at Trump's organization, this is why you look at people that, that have actually opposed him on numerous issues like the Pennsylvania primary. Uh, the, there were several key Trump people that were opposite of him on that. The jab, you know, they'll, they'll tell you the truth about what's really going on with the jab, but yet they'll turn around and never tie it. Look at Steve Bannon is a great example. Great example of But this. never demand we, it from him. But I'm saying you could support my the guy. Point. You know why? Here's why. Here's why. Bannon didn't even get his pardon. Trump didn't even give him a pardon. He was kicked and out. Still, that's right. And Bannon still won't tie... The, the jabs back to Trump. Why? Because Trump is his port and point of access. That's why. 
And that's the game that all that we have played on the, on the right. We have played access based politics. Can you grant me a platform? Can you get me a speaker? Can you fill this, the seats at my event? Can you greet? Can you put an organization around me? Can you give me can you give me an appointment? Not and, and none of that's around policy outcomes. It's all around access. And that's the difference. The left operates on leverage. The right operates on access. Jeez, Isaiah and Jeremiah in one day. All right, Steve, where could people find your movie and access it immediately when it comes out? Um, go to whoisnefarious.com, whoisnefarious.com. The list of theaters will be up there soon. Um, uh, ticket sales are beginning, I think, today, actually. So whoisnefarious.com is where you can go see the trailer and everything else. And we're in theaters nationwide on April 14th. We are living nefarious plot. Make sure to buy it on Amazon if you haven't read the book. It's worthwhile reading it before. We'll have to do a more in-depth show about that. But, Steve, I know you got to do your show, um, and I don't want to waste your voice. Blow a gasket like me. We'll speak to you later. <laughs> Thank you, brother. God bless. Take care. So there you have it. Steve Dace laying down the ordinance like no one else does. I mean, it's very uncomfortable what he's saying. And he's been challenging a lot of us. We're always like, well, you know, this guy's a loser. That guy's a loser. At some point, aren't the people the problem? The so-called conservative base itself, you know, you can only be cheated on for so long if you're happy to be cheated on. And it's just so bizarre. Everyone's like, well, it, it's scary. You, you know, then, then Trump would be a fugitive. He can't do that. The court will tell him he has to come. Well, the court will tell DeSantis that you have to do that too. It's like the cognitive dissonance it's literally on par with the leftists who get COVID multiple times after having gotten injured by the shot, and they get more shots, and they get more COVID, and they get Paxlovid, and then they get a rebound, and they take more Paxlovid and get a rebound. It's like nothing matters. Nothing matters with this guy. And what you know is, I'm not a thumb sucker like these other guys that I just want to either promote a guy as an end to itself or, or bash a guy as an end to itself. I want outcomes. And despite all of my misgivings with Trump, I would be okay if Trump were to actually break the system and thereby become the GOP nominee and you know get all the hype, but we actually accomplish something that we couldn't accomplish before. I am all for it. But show me other than this hyping him among the primary voters and getting donations for him, what is it doing for us? I just gave seven action items in addition to the one that Trump himself should do that was demanded of, of DeSantis that no one else is pushing for. Because for these, these people, it is not about outcomes. It is not about what's just and what's right. It's not about using this moment as an impetus for change, but impotence of themselves who refuse to take any cathartic moment and do something beyond themselves. I don't even know what I'm going to do for the next week. What, I'm supposed to just cancel everything and and just, you know, it's going to be a long, drawn-out show. Nothing else is going to matter. Meanwhile, the genocide continues. No one gets diagnosis, treatment. Millions of people are ticking time bombs with the shots. And I just want to say, I'm not a Johnny come lately. You know, there's an article out I just found 
gov- government executive. It's a publication, govexec.com. From March 7, 2017, so just, you know, nine weeks into or seven weeks into Trump's administration. And they have a tar- they have a title, Persistent Voice Urges Trump to Fire Feds Loyal to Obama. President Trump has called for a large agency budget cuts and crackdown on news leaks, but according to at least two voices among movement conservatives, his current agenda for the bureaucracy doesn't go far enough. Quote, Trump could become a lame duck unless he clears out Obama holdovers, wrote commentator and senior editor Daniel Hurwitz in a March 3 essay at Conservative Review. Playing off the ongoing controversies over investigating the role of the Russians and of President Obama in the 2016 campaign. Not only have these Obama holdovers sabotaged Trump's policy preferences, they have spied upon his administration officials and have leaked sensitive information to the media. Horowitz's warning, Trump is at the cusp of losing control over his presidency if he doesn't immediately fire all of Obama's appointees. And they they go into, they do a whole article on um, on my piece. And... Just so you know, I was, I'm was i always there, even if I disagree with an outcome and didn't want that outcome. But I'm not going to be a reverse thumbsucker. Like, oh, well, oh, you see, I told you this should have happened. Now I don't, I'm going to always try. Okay, well, let's use the leverage this way. Let's use it that way. Why don't other people do this? And I, I, I want to know. Email me, danielhorowitz at startmail.com. Tweet at me at rmconservative on Twitter. Let's take the top 20 voices in conservative media. If they were saying what I'm saying, what would the country look like? What would the primary electorate look like? What would the outcomes in gubernatorial races and legislative sessions look like? It's a very scary thought of how much we're leaving on the table. Just remember, it didn't have to be this way. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not looking forward to next week. It just it again. I don't even mind if it's all Trump all the time if we actually do something with it. But it's the worst of all worlds. It's enough to block out everything else. But it's not like they're going to do those seven action items I I put forward. But we'll try. We'll try. That's all we can do is try. Outcomes are for God. Hope you guys have a terrific weekend. Micah six eight is all we can do. Till then, God bless y'all, and thank you for listening.